This episode of the Cinema Vention Podcast is brought to you by Rotting Wonk, RozJ001, Jack Wolf, and Wearmall 3. If you want to become one of the names listed, go support the show today at patreon.com slash wscottis1. Hi, I'm wscottis1, and I have not seen the movie Napoleon Dynamite. Uh-oh, we found another movie Willie hasn't seen. This calls for an intervention. A Cinemavention. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Cinemavention podcast, where we review and discuss classic movies that I should have seen long ago. Today, we will be discussing the movie Napoleon Dynamite, which my guests have seen before. They are the founders of the Ritual Misery Productions and the creators of the Diamond Club Streamathon. Please welcome back both to the show, Anthony Lemus and Kent Fallor. It's great to have both of you back on the show. Hey, thanks, man. This is always a great time. Absolutely. I just appreciate the fact that he actually said my last name correctly. Hey, I mean, it's all those episodes of DTNS, you know? <laughs> he, he, he did it completely incorrectly, or uh, uh, un, not purposely, you know what I mean? Oh, right, but sure. I, I've I've known, Amos, I've known you for, like, what, 30 years or something like that? I still yeah. don't know how to say your name. I, right. I, I said your last name differently every time I've said it. Mm. And it's always been wrong. You still haven't you haven't hit the bingo yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, right? good job, Willie. Good job, Willie. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I gotta say, this is uh, this is great because I've had both of you on individually numerous times before, but this is the first time that I've had both uh, Ritual Misery uh, hosts on the show, and it's this is basically going to devolve into a Cinemavention Ritual Misery edition. I think everyone is aware of that at this point. Well, it and it's been it's been so long at this point since we've done an actual episode of Ritual Misery. I, th- I think we're just going to throw this into the feed. And, and yeah, <laughs> at this point, yeah, it would probably be uh, be great for your feed if you did that. <laughs> I, should, I, I should be recording my own copy, so I don't have to wait for Will to edit this one three months from now. <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I said, we're going to be talking about Napoleon Dynamite today, and uh, this is I. I uh, just before we recorded the episode, like before we started recording, um, Amos said I had like so many uh, pages of notes in the doc. If only you saw the amount of notes that I took while I was while he did the watch party for this movie. I think this movie has the most notes uh, out of any movie I've done on this show before. So. So, yeah, I have a lot to say about this, (laughs) but uh, let's go over the stats of this before we get too far along into things. So. Napoleon Dynamite is available for rent or purchase um, on most major retailers, internet and physical, and is currently available to stream on HBO Max, although we watched it on Hulu at the time when we did the watch party. Uh, Napoleon Dynamite was released by Fox Searchlight Pictures, interesting, on June 11th, 2004. Movie was directed by Jared Hess and stars John Hedder, John Grease, two Johns, that's crazy, Aaron Rule. Efron Ramirez and Tina Majornio. Hopefully I said that right. The movie had a budget of $400,000. Yeah, you heard me right. $400,000 was the budget for this movie. But get this. It made $46.1 million in the theaters. Safe to say that this movie made back their money and then some. Because, my God, that is the, the difference between those two numbers is crazy. 
so we're going to start with Kent first. Uh, do you remember when you first saw this movie, Kent? I saw it on DVD uh, right after it came out. It, it was a new release when I watched it. Um, I watched it once with my family, kind of looking at the screen for an hour and a half, thinking, what in the hell am I watching? And as soon as the movie ended, I I started it over and I watched it again. <laughs> and laughed my ass off with the whole thing. Awesome. What about you, Amos? I watched this movie immediately after Kent watched it because he called me and told me I had to watch this fucking movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is what are you talking about? He's just watch it. And I went to the little video store thing that we had on base and grabbed it and rented it and watched it and immediately uh my now ex-wife went to bed and i watched it again (laughs) and um i have since seen this movie probably 15 20 times and i have enjoyed it more each time that i've watched it nice i'm noticing a theme here where where you both watch the movie a second time the first time you saw it i'm noticing a theme there (laughs) uh so it's it's weird like the movie I don't know what it is like the first time you watch it. I, I This movie's so different than any other movie that I think your brain is just like confused. Like, what is it? I'm even watching. Mm-hmm. And then when you after you see it and then you kind of pause for a second and you think like, wait a minute, maybe this was actually good. And you have to know, like you, you have to watch it again right away to, to find out. And, and yes, yes, indeed. It, it's a good movie. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, And I wanted to ask you uh, something about this, because um, this movie was interesting for me because it featured the Fox Searchlight Pictures uh, logo. And that's the technically the company that distributed the movie. This is the first time I've ever seen that particular logo. And I'm trying to figure out, too, like, what what was the difference between this and 20th Century Fox? Like, aren't they the same company? They are, they are, but they, in the early, in the early aughts, they were kind of going through, um, uh, like a confusion period of, of, of their name because they were 20th century Fox yet we're in the 21st century. Oh. So are we going to change the name to 21st century Fox? No, that sounds dumb. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, so they played with, they played with a couple of names before they just went to, uh, what are they now? Is it just. I think, uh, well, because, well, because 20th Century Fox, uh, 21st Century Fox was the company that Fox had before they sold off the assets that they sold off to Disney. And then when they, uh, and then the new company became New Fox. And then, uh, and then, yeah. So I think the movie studio is still 20th Century Fox, but I think it's, Mm. they've, they've, they've like slapped the Walt Disney logo on it beforehand now. So it's like Walt Disney's 20th Century Fox or something now. I think I'm not (laughs) entirely sure. It's all over the place. Their, (laughs) their name is just all over the place. Also, this, this movie didn't go the conventional route as far as how it was filmed and how it was distributed, things like that either. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, this this was was a, right right off the bat, this was a, a a movie that wasn't going to conform to the norm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, this was, this was independently funded. Uh, just like a, a a like an art house movie, mm. and Fox bought the rights for it to dis- for distribution. Right, hmm. and that's an interesting story in and of itself because it was independently filmed. They tried the the writers, which one of them is also the director, 
they tried to pitch the movie to studios and the studios said, no, this is never going to do anything. So they funded it themselves. They filmed it cost, as you said, about $400,000. Mm-hmm. And then they took it to, I think it was like the Cannes movie festival mm. and they played it there and they ended up selling the distribution rights to the movie for like $10 million. And then as we'll get to later, uh, Willie, did you watch the extra scene after the credits? I did, yes, and we watched okay. it um, and the watch party as well. Do you know why that scene was 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 there? No. Okay. When they originally funded the film, it wasn't a writers' guild, actors' guild, directors' guild. It wasn't gilded at all. Oh, really? So when they went to distribute the film, they couldn't. Fox couldn't distribute the film without guild approval. And mm-hmm. guild, the guilds would not approve it if the actors were not paid scale. Mm. They couldn't, they had already paid him for the movie itself. So they filmed this extra scene and paid them scale for the extra scene, which made the, gave them compensation for the whole movie, which made it guild approved. And then they could distribute it. Oh, so that was literally, um, that was literally a, um, a, uh, a union um, reason why, yes. why that extra scene yes. exists. And, wow. And, and you notice, you notice everyone who spoke in the movie speaks in that last line or that last segment, even if it's right. only like a single word, because you have to have a speaking part in order to get uh, your, your, your wag uh, or your, uh, your actors guild. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. So they, they had to say something in order to get the rate for it. So it, it, like, if you watch it carefully like that, then you'll see that everybody who spoke in the movie gets at least one word in that extra scene at the end. Hmm. Gotcha. And then, that, and then yeah. Some of them get to sing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very poorly, I might add. <laughs> always and forever. Always and forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so it was like so off. It was like, not only was it off key, but it was like, um, he wasn't even batching the backing track at all. Like, <laughs> It was ridiculous. <laughs> it was great. Uh, what you mean was great. That's oh, what yeah. you meant to say. <laughs> yes, it's perfect. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's exactly how it needed to be. That's what it that's what it was. Oh yeah, for that character, absolutely. Yes. Just for the for the movie and, and oh just everything. It was mm-hmm. just yeah, so good. Okay. Yeah. Go 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 about your summary. Uh, yeah. The, all the all the the five thousand word essay you have written down here about this. <laughs> I mean about it's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't movie. say it's five thousand words, but but I will. But before we talk about the movie, I do want to make one um, note, and and it was significant for my, for me because um, when I back when I was a good little Christian boy, back when I used to go to church, uh, the pastor would have like a teen, and then later on a college sort of like a gathering at their house, like you know that's kind of, that's sort of standard typical uh, business, right? It, Amos, it's like uh, it's like when we used to go to jam in high school, yeah. Right? uh jam stands for jesus and me which is yep. like a yeah like a wednesday evening like youth group gathering yeah kind of i think ours was called um a vault i want to say i couldn't tell you what it stood for <laughs> but um but Our, he, ours was uh hide in the church and get head in the back rooms 
I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's no what com- I no- used it for. <laughs> L- listen, listen, I'm not going to confirm nor deny that anything like that happened. <laughs> but, um, but we would have these gatherings at the pastor's house, and I noticed in um, down in the uh, in the basement area there was a Napoleon Dynamite poster hung up on the wall in their house, and I have to assume that this was a favorite of the pastor's wife. Which knowing her and knowing how like, you know, like, like she's got like the, you know, high, high energy, like, you know, like always making jokes, all that stuff, sort of personality. And and after seeing this movie, I'm like, yeah, no, that adds up with her personality. I could I could totally see why she would like this movie. Yeah. But uh, well, how the, well... the writers of the movie, the, I was just going to say the writers of the movie were good little Mormon boys. Um Oh really? Uh, the Hess, the Hess brothers, yeah. yeah. So like, you'll notice like there's no cussing in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, everything is, you know, there's no like, there's no sex. There's maybe like some illusions or whatever, but there's never like anything explicit. Mm-hmm. Um, they were, yeah. So it, it was a. Um, I mean, I guess I mean Mormons, Christian-ish, right? Christian. Oh, it, yeah, it's Christian. <laughs> it's it, it's a denomination of Christian. Uh, Christianity, yeah, yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Yep, it, it's it's a branch of the cult, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, what I thought was interesting about this movie is because you because you said, mentioned it earlier about how this movie is kind of like incoherent and you know and it doesn't really have a point. Here's the thing, though. I think I have to disagree with that particular point because this movie absolutely does have a story. It's essentially basically a story about high school life. But the only difference is it was set in 2004, whereas the last few movies we've covered, you know, Grease, Ferris Bueller, even Back to the Future, mm. those were all like in the 70s, 90s. But this one was kind of the first one that kind of made national acclaim in the 2000s era, which is the time when I was in school. And and so mm. there was a lot of things that I related to because I could I noticed them either in my house or in my school or just various things and so yeah it's a, sorry to make everyone feel old again but uh but yeah that was uh that, those were my uh, those were my schooling years so i yeah i i recognize so many tropes um you shouldn't feel bad about making us feel old willie we do not feel bad about making you feel young <laughs> fair enough fair enough <laughs> that's that's true yeah yeah but in many ways i related so much to this movie because I felt like I was Napoleon Dynamite in a way like during my mm. middle school and high school years. I was that geeky, nerdy dork who was always picked on and bullied on in school. But yet mm. also I would have so I, I had many I wouldn't call them friends, but I'd call them more acquaintances that I knew of that I could more than likely call for favors if I ever needed to, just like Napoleon did. And even Napoleon Dynamite's house like. That was my house. Like, I'm not even kidding. If you've seen the inside of Napoleon Dynamite's house, then you've basically seen the inside of my parents' house because it's almost a almost a carbon copy, like to the point, even down to like the FFA being in school. Like we had an FFA um, division at our we had uh, school. We yeah, had, yeah. We had FFA. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and it. Did and you, um, yeah. Go were ahead. you in FFA? I was not no, but uh, but I know many of my friends that were, but yeah, um, and it makes sense because like my high school was surrounded by cornfields, and that's not even an exaggeration yep. either. Like no, we had ours four, ours was too. 
Yeah, yeah. We had Our, the- ours was completely surrounded by cornfield. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and and it makes sense because this movie is kind of set in Idaho, so. So, like, you know, the location for this movie is basically every small town in America ever. Like, that's kind of, I feel like that's kind of the premise they were going with. And they definitely accomplished that. So. Um, yeah. And even the bowling alley. So, the bowling alley that even that they went to. Like, I, that was the bowling alley that I went to. Like, the the one that Kip and Uncle Rico <laughs> went to. Like, I, I recognize that bowling alley. And, like. You know, multiple of them, in fact, because I don't know if you know this about me, but I used to bowl in a Saturday morning youth league, and I was one of the first athletes at my school to sort of compete in bowling, and it had literally just started when I was starting my freshman or sophomore year of high school. What was your average? I wasn't that great. It was like 120 something, like at best. Oh, geez. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, it it was not that great. All right. All right. All right. I'm I'm lost <laughs> on the concept of a Christian Saturday morning bowling league. Well, that one wasn't necessarily Christian, but it was just uh, it was just a youth bowling league. Like that was the hand job. That was the hand job bowling league. Oh right, oh, right. <laughs> how I, I just I don't know how you bowl on Saturday morning unless you're still up from Friday night. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I had I had a different sleep schedule back then. Uh, my insomnia hadn't kicked in yet. It's not even the I'm I'm just like I don't even in my hardcore days I would I wouldn't be drinking on Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I mean that's I mean that's what you got to do when you go to a bowling alley. Like the first thing you do is order a pitcher and then you go get your shoes. Right. Right. Like, right. Like, if you're not drinking, why are you bowling? Like I don't understand. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, yeah. I'm conf- okay. Go on with the movie because I'm confused. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, I, well, it just like, have you guys like, have you ever been in like a bowling league or anything? Yeah, uh, not league. I haven't been in a league. I used I've been to in rec leagues. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, so rec leagues like on like on a Thursday night or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it, was, yeah. it was a Thursday Thursday night beer fest with the folks from work where we bowl. Oh yeah, yeah, right on. Uh, yeah, and it sucks too because it's like I I still enjoy bowling, but I just I've fallen I've fallen a, fallen off of it for a little bit because uh, it used to be like I'd go ten like ten fifteen minutes to get to the nearest bowling alley. Now it takes like twenty thirty minutes to get to the nearest bowling alley, and so it's like it's it's like mm. I've fallen off of it a little bit just because of the distance. Yeah, because the Uber rides got more expensive on the way back. Well, yeah, I get that. Well, yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> so but yeah. uh, but this movie uh, is kind of a high school life experience. You've got everyone returning from summer and talking about what they did over the summer, including Napoleon talking about shooting animals with the 12 gauge in Alaska. And I got to ask you, Amos, because uh, <laughs> he directly called out Alaska. So Wait, do you have Wolverines? Do you have Wolverines <laughs> in Alaska? Right. I don't, I don't think I don't think we do. I don't I don't know. It's that's not that's not an animal that's been on my radar since I've been up here. So either I've been missing out or this mo- or or Napoleon missed the mark. I'm going to guess Napoleon missed the mark. And I'm also going to guess that Napoleon exaggerating. No. I'm I'm going to guess that if Napoleon was up in Alaska shooting wolverines, he probably wasn't shooting them with a 12 gauge, especially with his tiny little frame. Shooting 50 <laughs> wolverines. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think he, he shot a, about a million of them? No, he said 50. Oh, he said. What he do you said. Think? What do you, about like fifty? Mm, what and, do you think? <laughs> yeah. No, no. He said a twelve gauge. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, of course it was a twelve gauge. 
but freaking 12 gauge what do you think (laughs) yeah he always has that like uh that unique accent too like i don't even know if it's like an accent it's just like a the way he speaks kind of you know like it's that's kind of his thing it's like it's like freaking geez you know like (laughs) (sighs) with his eyes closed he never he never opens his or he never closes his mouth unless he's eating or drinking. <laughs> even yeah, when he's talking, then, like his mouth his yeah, mouth never really closes. Yeah, he like kind of has his mouth open like like kind of all the time like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's phenomenal. Yeah, it really is. And and uh, and you have the uh the, you have the high school dance, you have the class president elections. I have a problem, though, with class president elections, though, because I understand why schools do it. But let's be honest, they don't really do anything. The only power you really have is representing your class at, you know, major school pep assemblies. Maybe like that's about the only major thing I can think of. Well, first of all, it's a popularity contest. Right. Hands down. That's really all it is. Mm -hmm. And then it's it's something to throw on your your resume for like for your your college application or whatever, like for extracurriculars. I was the class president. (laughs) Nobody gives a shit like in real life. But that's it's just one of those things to like. It's resume filler. Yeah. Just pad your resume with. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Because they don't really do anything. It's like it's it's like they're just kind of um, like. I don't know. Well, they, actually, the senior the senior class president gives a speech at at commencement, right? Mm, Isn't that one of the things they do? Maybe. Although I I feel like they still kind of appoint whoever they want to appoint, though. I mean, of course, also the school has yeah. to approve too. But well, yeah, I mean, it's gonna be yeah, yeah, school. and of course that's when's, yeah. When's the last time you knew of a school or a class president that wasn't also like the valedictorian or the salutatorian? Yeah, true. Or like the. Um, you know the the uh, the quarterback or the head cheerleader. Yeah, or yeah, or yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Because summer that was basic. That basically, like you know, summer was the hot uh, or like the hot girl, like the you know the popular girl in school. You know, so oh, like yeah, yeah. Like, like what? Yeah, when she was like making her promises, like yeah, that the the cheerleaders will get new uniforms. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey, right for summer. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, right. It, not even concerned yeah, about. I, I, I will say that the student legislature really depends uh, on the school you're going to. Uh, smaller schools and schools in uh, less affluent neighborhoods are much less likely to have an active school legislature and therefore have any sort of power. But if you start going to more affluent schools um, and you start going to larger schools, you will have a student body president and a, a student legislature that actually has that will actually hold some sway with the uh, administration limited, but still some sway. They'll be able to, to balance things out and help hold the, you know, what day they want to have certain dances on or whatever, where, or, or they can, they can affect where the prom is going to be held or the, the prices mm. and things like that. There are certain things in certain schools where they actually have some say, but really they're just, they're the throw in vote for when, when the principal says, Hey, I think this is a good idea. And then they say yes. He can go to the the uh, the principal can, can then go to you know the 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 school board and be like, well, the students want this as well because uh, this one kid that I bought lunch for said it's a good idea. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you know, it's yeah. 
it's all relative to the school that you're in. But yeah. yeah, yeah. Speaking of lunch, the lunchroom, like even the lunchroom looked like my lunchroom. And and on the subject of lunch, it's inter- it was an interesting choice for the opening credits to be various food dishes, which I assume also came from the cafeteria, probably. And for some reason, Napoleon really likes his tots. I mean, really likes them to the point where he's storing them in a pouch for later. Now, here's the thing. I like tater tot as much as much as the next guy. Right. But they would get kind of <laughs> cold and gross the longer they they're not been eaten. Like I really Willie, let me get some of your tots. <laughs> Give me some tots. Yeah. Yeah. I do really like tater tots, though. Like it, uh, but it, it's actually one of my favorites. You knew that wasn't going to end well when he reached across and grabbed Pedro's tater tots. They were in this nice little pyramid, and he just basically smushes them and then shoves them into a pocket that's about half the size. <laughs> right, of right, yeah. Like the logistics um, don't really add up either. <laughs> and and I think the uh, the opening credits. I think that was just the the craft service they could afford for four hundred thousand dollars. They had someone oh, making no, their no, food, no. and they no, were like, no, you know no. what, screw it. We're just going to make the make this into the credits. So we can we can budget for this no this was no this was a this was part of that sag sag wag thing too because (laughs) it had fox searchlight pictures and uh whatever the other there was another like uh yeah paramount i think yeah paramount it was it was paramount and mtv films which i didn't know mtv put out films yep yeah mtv films yeah um yeah that was all in there so yeah they definitely did that after they got bought and mm-hmm. how how much you want to say that MTV Films is only on there because they got uh, Jamiroquai's song for the dance scene? Oh, probably. Uh, that's, that's yeah, that's probably it. Yeah, that's probably yep. it. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I got to talk about the technology uh, that they had because it was pretty accurate for 2004. I love technology. Yeah, right. <laughs> so you got that telephone with that super long cord on it, which was definitely of its time. Although we never had a cord that was that long in our on our home phone, though. And it's like we don't even have a home phone anymore. It's like who has home phones these days because everyone. Oh, my, my mom, my mom had that long ass cord. Oh, really? That, that shit could go like halfway down you, the hallway. Yeah, you, you could be halfway down the block and still be on her corded phone. Yeah, like he literally. Yeah, even Napoleon took the phone like outside and like closed yeah. the door on the cord. <laughs> yep. In 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 all, I mean, no kidding at all. The the phone that hung in Kent's kitchen could reach into the garage. Really? Yeah. You could easily oh, reach across easily. across in front of the fridge into the garage and have have like space to pace a little bit while you're on the phone Holy in the garage. Holy shit. Wow. With the door closed. <laughs> yeah. That's that's like no kidding, no shit at all. That that was legit. That cord it went it twirled around itself about 533 times. <laughs> yeah. It went it was at like 5 foot height. It went all the way to the ground and back and hung on the wall right there. And I guarantee that you could probably even get outside. Like you could probably go through the garage door, then through the outside door and still have just enough room to be on the phone. Wow. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was. Yeah, probably what? A 25, 30 foot door. It was supposed to be like a 10 foot cord, but it was like a 25, <laughs> 30 foot cord because it had been unraveled and stretched out so many times. <laughs> mm, yeah, for sure. And of course, you've got yep. the uh, you, you've got the uh, TV. That really was the only thing that seemed out of place f- for the time was the TV because that definitely looked like a TV from like the seventies, not the two thousands. Oh, 
<laughs> no doubt. No doubt is from the 70s. They're poor, dude. They, yeah. They, yeah. They don't have a... In 2004, they didn't have a, a TV from 2004. They had a, a TV no. from 1984. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> if that even. It's like it, it yep. barely cleared the 70s, I think, in terms of that TV. But it had that... I mean, it... Yeah, it wasn't a TV cabinet, so you're already out of the '70s, right? Oh, okay, true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. It's still it's still big yeah. enough to be like an early TV, early TV, like oh, in the yeah. '80s or whatever. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. But that VCR player, like even the computer, like I had a computer that had that Wait. like sort of big <laughs> ass like back on the monitor. Like, yeah, that computer was unbelievable. <laughs> it's also known as a CRT monitor, will. Um, right, right. It's not a. It, it's it's also it's not a VCR player because you don't. It doesn't play VCRs. It plays cassettes. ATM machine. ATM machine. Exactly. <laughs> ATM exactly. machine. Yeah. I mean, I wish it could yeah. spit me out. It, money. it was it was a VCR, not a VCR player. It'd be a cassette player, video cassette player. And in, in fact, VCR stands for video cassette recorder. Although most of the time we just recorded HBO and we played the cassettes we got from the store. Right. So. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but it's yeah. like, but here's the thing that really annoyed me, though, was because uh, Kip was using that computer to online chat his basically a sugar mama. Essentially, it was like it was getting to two hours a day. So it was getting pretty serious. But the part that like <laughs> the part that really pissed me off about this, though, is that like it's like in what scenario does that happen? Like, I'm thinking there's no way in hell, like, throughout this movie, I'm like, there is no way in hell that girl is real. Like, he's 100% getting catfished here. But then when she shows up and is excited to meet him, like, 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 they're, like, they, sh- like, they are, they do this whole, like, dating sequence, like, they're hanging out together, and they even get married, like we mentioned in the closing credits scene. I'm just thinking, I'm like, this whole time, I'm like, what am I doing wrong with my life that those two can get together? You know, like, and online, too. You are online in an era where video is easy to grab a hold of, and everybody doesn't, people don't want to be seen on video. And if you don't, if you aren't on video, then people think there's something wrong with you. So nobody does the chat. At that time in 2004, Skype wasn't exactly well I guess it's still not reliable but it wasn't exactly a reliable connection and if you if you hear how he's talking he actually says that he's on there for uh, uh some his like his 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 chat room meeting was going to take 3 to 4 hours mm-hmm. and uh Uncle Rico says are you paying for that and he's like no grandma's paying for it and he's like, this, do you have to pay by the minute? And he's like, yeah, it gets pretty expensive sometimes. They're yeah. still paying by the minute. They're on AOL in 2004 in central Idaho. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's not video fair, chatting. Well, and to be fair, so the movie came out in 2004. Mm-hmm. Do we actually know wh- when this movie was set? Nope. It could, yeah. be, it could be the late 90s. It could be the late 90s. I guess Either that's way, true. he's on AOL. He's on some Earthlink shit right now. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's definitely dial-up. I mean, there's no question there's dial-up. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the only pay-by-the-minute yeah. method. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we, Kent and I, we, we, what, we had, what, 90 minutes a month on our on our phone lines? Um, Yeah, something in, like in, that. In Okinawa? No, we, it wasn't 90 minutes. It was like 90 hours a month on, on, our, so, on our internet connection in Okinawa. Well, living downtown, well, that was a whole other thing because you were on the Japanese uh, toll system where it mm-hmm. was 
it was it was 10 yen for every three minutes so yeah. it was like three it was basically like three cents a minute is basically what it mm. ended up being and if you just like just surf the web for like an hour a day like your phone bill is gonna be fucking stupid at the end of the month <laughs> yep. it's ridiculous yeah yep. and that's on top of whatever you paid for internet so, yeah, so there the was a limited no, amount of time that you got on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. So there was no yeah. like long uh internet sessions back then. Yeah. There was no, no always on internet. True. That did no. not exist. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. It was a oh. conscious choice. <laughs> to tr- mm-hmm. You would you would call someone on the telephone to say, Hey, hook up the uh turn on your computer and, and dial up so we can talk on Skype. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's what I did until uh, until 2010 too. So, like, I, I know we we talked about this before on the on the on the podcast on your podcast actually about this. And yeah, I was doing that until 2010. It's <laughs> yeah, my uh, my dad my dad for whatever reason just decided that DSL was not worth it. I don't know why, but <laughs> but uh, but we went straight from dial up to cable internet. So I mean, <laughs> it worked itself out in the end, I guess. He didn't need DSL because he was still jerking off the magazines. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But uh but the but the only thing I didn't like I I didn't I didn't like uh how Kip was like I mean like Kip uh and Uncle Rico were like you know which by the way Uncle Rico like I've got some things to say about him later because he he was kind of an <laughs> asshole like I mean he was I got a lot to say, but Kip and uncle Rico were kind of like, you know, bossing Napoleon around all the time. And like, and any, and it's like Kip, the part that pissed me off in particular was the fact that like Kip needed to be towed by Napoleon on his bike, presumably because <laughs> he just didn't know how to skate on his rollerblades. I'm like, you can rollerblade yourself, asshole. Like, why, are, why do you need him to basically tow your ass napoleon's the little brother napoleon's the little brother if you can get your little brother to do shit for you yeah, yeah okay i guess that's get your fair little brother to do shit for you still a dick also move, did, though. <laughs> did you did you look at his skates when he was skating no they i were not they were not at a healthy angle there's no way like he didn't have the strength in his ankles and his legs to hold up his skates properly. There's no way he's rollerblading into town by himself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not a chance. Yeah, man. So love. So I, I think I have a pretty, ob- I, I have a pretty conclusive theory here, but I think it's pretty obvious that Deb um, and Napoleon really like each other. But, um, I think I, I originally was saying because Napoleon won't ever make a move, but honestly, it's probably like the, for the reasons that Kent mentioned earlier about how um, about how like the the movie creators didn't really have any you know sexual themes with this. But I kind of wish that there was a Napoleon Dynamite sequel where we could explore their relationship a little further because <laughs> I'd like to think there would almost certainly like they would almost certainly get together. And it would be really funny for them to navigate as a couple with Napoleon's, we'll call them quirks. <laughs> like, yeah. I just imagine that this, that would be a great sequel. Um, yeah, I mean, I would watch it. So there was the, I, I don't know if either of you guys have seen it. There, there was an animated series, very, very short run animated series from Napoleon. With, which, with most of the, the original crew. Really? Yeah. 
Yeah, and I it's been so long since I watched this. I watched it when it first came out. Um, I I looked it up just pre just previous to the or just prior to the show starting up. It, it's actually streaming on Hulu, um, and then you can buy it um, on Amazon and through Microsoft. But uh, but anyway, wow. um, yeah, I I think Deb was a character in it. But I think if mm-hmm. I remember right, they were just like friends. Really? I I I never watched it. Here's here's my opinion on that, okay? Their relationship the relationship between between Napoleon and Pedro and um Deb, I think their relationship is perfect exactly how it is. And if you want to see some really really awkward what in the world is going on sex scene, go watch Juno. Oh, okay. oh, oh lord. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's a movie too. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I, I I think we might need to add that on the list now. I think <laughs> that's definitely going yeah. up on there. Because th- that is, if Napoleon Dynamite and Deb actually tried to do the sex, that's the first third of Juno. Really? Oh yep. God. Yep. And then, <laughs> Which Deb? And then Deb? I mean, Juno gets pregnant. <laughs> of course, right? <laughs> and then and then she tries to give it up for adoption and almost gets seduced by the father she's trying to adopt her child to. It's, <laughs> it's what? <laughs> and and ends up best friends with the now divorced mother. It's what? It's, it's a movie. It's <laughs> it's a, it goes it's a movie, really. It's a movie. It, wow. it goes places. It 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 goes to all the places. Yep. Wow, that is Wow. So if you want to watch that sequel, that particular sequel, it's already there. It's called Juno. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. I'll go watch Juno now. But um, but we actually do have a reason as to why Napoleon Dynamite 2 never happened. Um, and this is according to Screen Rant. Basically, what it boils down to is uh John Hedder, the character, a person who plays Napoleon Dynamite, didn't want to do the sequel if Jared Hess wasn't going to direct it. Um, and basically the reasoning for that was because the movie is actually apparently based on Jared Hess's life growing up in Idaho. So, um, you know, so you could say that this movie is kind of very loosely based on a true story and, and Jared Hess is not interested in doing a sequel for this movie at all. Apparently, according to, um, according to people familiar, because the story was told. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And and Jared, Jared Hess wrote this movie with, uh, I believe his sister Jerusha or, Something like that. Mm-hmm. They both have J names. Um, I thought it was his brother. Uh, was it his sister? Huh. Anyway, yeah. but uh, yeah, but his uh, sibling. sibling. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I'm gonna hold out hope that maybe we'll get a Napoleon Dynamite two someday, but I'm not counting on it. <laughs> but that would be amazing I don't, I don't, if we did. Again, I don't think we need one. I th- this is one of the few movies where I don't need to see any further on the story. I think the story is wrapped up perfectly, even creepy uncle uh uh rico got the girl at the end and we only ever saw her at the end of the movie yeah wait yeah because i was gonna ask you about that yeah like where did this woman come from because i don't think she was in the movie at all up until that that was random (laughs) that was completely random i I, mentions it when when he's reminiscing about the old days he mentions a few times that he like you can tell that he he had this love that he lost this love of his life his special person the way that he says a few things once in a while, like you can catch up on it that there was a woman or there's at least a person in his life at some point that is no longer there. And at the very end of the movie, she comes riding up to his randomly parked orange van in the middle of a field and 
you're just left to assume that's her. It's kind of like the um, yeah. kind of like the FedEx box in Castaway. What the hell was that about? Don't know. Okay, see, my, moving on. See, my theory was uh, my theory was that maybe uh, maybe Kip was able to uh, was able to connect those two somehow via online chat or something. That was that was my theory going into it. But maybe he finally got the got the ball zapper three thousand to work, and he went back in time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, dude. Yeah, because that yeah that time that time travel. Like, you could tell that was definitely a call out to Back to the Future. By the way, that uh, that. Uh, that time traveling device. And I say time traveling like very loosely because it was not like, it was not fleshed out in any it way. It totally works, Willie. You don't even know. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, if it, it works, if you want to get electrocuted <laughs> in the nuts, in the nuts. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so that was, that was like, that's like the biggest surprise of this whole movie is when Rico comes walking out of the bathroom. I told you, told you that. And then immediately they cut to a scene where he's in the store and he can't walk straight because his nuts were zapped. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I mean, that's fair, right? Yeah, if you get zapped in the balls, yeah, that can't be fun. <laughs> but uh, it's pretty awesome. I want to go. Awesome. I want to go back to uh, Napoleon and Deb for a second because there's one pickup line from Napoleon um, that is just <laughs> that is just fucking amazing. He like his pickup line for um, for Deb is asking her if she drinks 1% milk because she's fat and then following that up with, well, you're not. <laughs> and I'm like, I guess that's one way yeah, to sweep a girl off her feet. I don't know. <laughs> because you could totally be drinking whole milk if you want. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was, his, that was his <laughs> argument. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting approach let's, there. Let's not breeze past the first time these two presumably ever talked to each other. I, they had to have met, right? Because there's there's like one school bus for like the entire state or something, right? So <laughs> yeah, I mean it's Idaho. So the, yeah, yeah. Their their school isn't that big, but the first time they talk, she's standing there trying to trying to pitch all of her little homemade crafts for basically her door to door Etsy store, mm -hmm. you know. And she's <laughs> like, "Yeah, I'm trying to save up money for college." And and Kent, what does Kip You're say? College. <laughs> it's great oh my god one of the best throwaway lines ever <laughs> ever i have a t-shirt that says your mom goes to college oh like, yeah yeah I, I, why i'm not wearing it right now i'm i'm so upset with myself i know it's, yeah that's a missed opportunity it's like it's like not even a real line like i don't there's no way that was actually in the script <laughs> to be said Exactly. Like you can barely hear what he's saying for the first half of what he's saying, but it's like so. Yeah. It changes the the whole movie comes off of that point it, right there. Yeah. Well, and 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 because Deb, by the way, too, like gives gives Napoleon like an example picture of like how beautiful you could look if you buy stuff from her Etsy shop, and then Napoleon uses it later when he's talking to Pet Pedro about his um about having a girlfriend, <laughs> and he just shows that picture. And then, yep. like, moments later in the cafeteria, he's talking about getting together with Deb. Like, I guess Pedro just kind of forgot about that information because it was never addressed ever again. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, I, I think... Go ahead. I was just... Like, I, I, I think... Well, first of all, Napoleon's story obviously was just bullshit. And I mm -hmm. think Pedro picked up on that. But, but you forgive it. Like, you don't call him out on it, first of all, because you don't no, you just met the dude. Um, but also you forgive it because it's like, yeah, no, like I I mean, we all kind of 
you know, exaggerate and fabricate a little bit. Like, I mean, it's okay. Like it's mm-hmm. whatever. It's a harmless, harmless little lie. <laughs> yeah. Right. That would be a Napoleon thing to do though, to just instantly become friends with Pedro though. Like their personalities are so similar though, to be fair. Like, like that is. Oh yeah. 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 Like this is one of them are like the popular kid and yeah. This is three kids that don't have a whole lot of friends and really no social skills in general for different reasons. Mm-hmm. All but happening across each other. Skills and both yeah. skills. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But he doesn't have computer hacker skills, though. Right. Yeah. Because those are essential to get a girlfriend, the, right? Yeah. The chicks might like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 And let's not forget that Rico actually helped Napoleon out when he's all talking about how he still pees the bed and he's you know, mentally. <laughs> yeah. He gets him a date to the dance, even though she bails on him like three seconds. Yeah, into the three dance, seconds he... in. Yeah. No, I will say that is the one thing <laughs> that Uncle Rico um, does do for Napoleon. That's, a, that's a, the one good thing that Uncle Rico does. Yeah, for but him. then he but he immediately shits on that, like right after that. Yeah, and right. He, yeah tears it down and yeah. and also you know he was just going for the sympathy the sympathy vote because he was trying to you know he, i would not have been surprised being like is there a mister uh, uh <laughs> becky's mom there, like mr gump <laughs> exactly is there a mr gump, Ms. gump? by the yeah, way mama sure does care about your education yeah. well, well speaking of <laughs> speaking of gump speaking of gump by the way when napoleon dynamite is running to to his date after like just like he's like i'm not i'm not waiting for this guy to get out from this um from this sale like he goes and runs um like on the road he's right servicing the account yeah like in his suit by the way too like in his like dance suit right and I just imagined that during oh, yeah. that scene, like it, it'd be like, run, Napoleon, run, <laughs> like run, Forrest, run like that. I have to run, imagine that's where they put Napoleon, that. run. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that yeah. has to be it. Right. But um, yeah, I, I, I would not be able to run down the country road. like that. Yeah. In a <laughs> suit, too. Yeah. If you're like, there's there's a scene right before that where it's not even a scene. It's like a, a, a thread or whatever, but it's Napoleon and Rico. In an orange, Napoleon is wearing a uh, a shit tan suit. They're yeah, in a it's bright. 70s. It's seventies. It's like burnt orange. Yeah, there's. It, 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 they're in a in a, a shiny shit brown orange van on a dirt brown road, surrounded by fallow brown fields. <laughs> yeah, is it's it's. it's it's just brown. Like the whole shot was brown. Everything in there was brown. Yeah, everything. Yeah, I. It, it, you know what the suit reminded me though? It kind of, even though the movie, even though these two movies came out at literally the same year, it reminded me of the Anchorman suit that uh, Ron Burgundy uh, wears. Like, doesn't yeah. it kind of give you Ron Burgundy vibes with that brown suit? It like, does. It yeah. really yeah, does. Yeah. Very, very 70s. Yeah, I, very 70s. I like the fact that the suit was on a female mannequin when they found it at the thrift stop. Yes. Yeah. And they're like, they're, they were both like, yeah, that suit's got to be the it's one. Like, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. So let me ask you two. Have you ever played, <laughs> have you ever played tetherball? Yeah. Yes. 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 
Because I, because the only time I've ever played tetherball was again at a church summer camp. Everything I do involves church for some reason. I don't understand why, but uh, but I don't really see tetherball yes, really did. that much anymore. Like I saw it, it like in church camp, but that was it. Like, is it going off? To, is it going to the wayside? I mean, it was never. It was never in. <laughs> like, right. It was always just this this random ass. P.E. There there were three types of people that played tetherball on the playground. Okay. Gym teachers. No, gym gym <laughs> teachers. No. You had you had the kids that figured they could just roll the ball back and forth to each other on the string and just kind of get away with not having to do anything else at P.E. Right. You had the fifth graders who just wanted to beat the shit out of all the underclassmen because they were taller and they could reach <laughs> higher and everything else. Right. And there were the underclassmen that actually knew how to play the game that beat the shit out of the fifth graders. Mm-hmm. Those are the only three types of people you ever had on the playground. Now, which one you were may have changed from day to day. You know, some days you're yeah. some days you're the, the kid just trying to get away from having to do anything. And other days you're the first grader that's whooped the shit out of fifth yeah. graders. But it depends on the day. And that's and, that's all there ever was. And you can now add a fourth one to that list. Napoleon Dynamite um, playing tetherball by himself. <laughs> Look, that practice paid off, man. He got the girl at the end playing the tetherball like, you know. It's true. Tetherball. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, he really did. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he whooped some tail on that. Yeah. <laughs> um I will I will go on record and say that uh uh the skills may have faded but the memories live long of me whooping some ass on some tetherball. That was my game. <laughs> All right. Uh, I was yeah. tetherball champion, Yucca Elementary, first and second grade, and uh <laughs> you can just eat it. Oh, that's awesome. a little bit of Napoleon Dynamite in Amos. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was probably more than a little bit. More than a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot of Napoleon Dynamite was in me too. Yeah, there, there's, there's, uh, there's, oh, there's more. Oh, yeah, there's, how yeah. much of Napoleon was? Never mind, never mind. No, okay, all right. Uh, well, moving on, moving on, moving on. <laughs> but, uh, yes, I, but, but uh, we talked yeah. about Uncle Rico before. I want to talk about uh, Uncle Rico and how much of an asshole this guy is because he is presented right away as the kind of guy. And he like he always talks about, um, you know, being in his prime and like resenting the fact that it's like he could have lived an extravagant life if he had just been put in. It's like, put me in the game, coach. I'm ready to play type of situation. Right. Mm-hmm. And he does okay, not give it up either. No, I mean, the problem was that he thought it was football. He should have been playing when he should have really been a butcher. Because he throws that damn football like 53 times during this movie, never hits nothing, never does anything special with it. But he throws a stake and hits a kid on a bicycle in the face from across the yard. Moving target. He should have been a butcher or Mm -hmm. a fishmonger or something like that. Yeah. Yes. Deadly accuracy with the the although although he did manage to break the camera towards the end. But. But yeah, but that, um, was, that was just a mistake. And and by the yeah, way, do you notice yeah. he, he actually used Kip's steak? He, he didn't use his own. He reached over <laughs> yes, Kip's <that's> steak. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. 
Well, but and he's also got that orange van. And he's like he almost he was living the van life before the van life was kind of like a, a thing on social media for like two seconds. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's I think living Rico, the van life of necessity. Yeah, yeah probably. R- Rico might have been the progenitor of that of that whole thing. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, but, and and you you got to give Napoleon his own uh, his own credit though. He can hit an orange van with the orange. I just don't know how far away he was when he did it. Yeah, he nailed he nailed the windshield like nobody's business. No, he it did scared the shit out of Rico too. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, well, because uh, well, and and he's such an asshole to Napoleon. Uncle Rico is, and then not only that, but he recruits Kip to run essentially like sort of this Ponzi Ponzi scheme almost. Where it's like they start out selling bowls with like a collector's shit being thrown in extra, and people are actually buying this shit, which boggles my mind. And it's like, yeah, it's like Tupperware. It's like Tupperware. Yeah. Yeah. yeah essentially. Sure. I love how he uh, he also like is talking to uh, Kip about this cyberspace thing. He's like, you know about this cyberspace thing, right? I'm like, who calls it that? <laughs> the same people that call it the World Wide Web. Yeah, the same people that are they're hawking stolen Tupperware to little people yeah. in uh in Idaho with the with the information superhighway. Mm-hmm. But he it's but newfangled thing. Yeah, yeah, but this Ponzi scheme eventually leads into them essentially selling. I guess you could call them. I don't know. Like, could you? Can you call them breast implants? I don't even know if you can call them that. No, no they were, not, they were not, not implants. Herbal like supplements. supplements. Yeah, they're supplements. They're herbal yeah, supplements. I, yeah, that's All a better natural. way to describe it. Either way, well, it, it, it's it's not just a better way. It's how they're described in the movie is herbal supplements to enhance the yeah. the, the must bust. Like, right. It's like snake oil, though. It's like whatever. Yeah. Like it's like vitamin yeah. C or some bullshit in a in a sure. capsule or something. That's like. Yeah, but either but either way, like the point is they're trying they're they're trying to sell something that'll increase um women's breast size. It, it, by you must the way, your bust. yeah, right. By you the must. way, like he, uh, he he you eventually leads this he eventually leads this into like this very creepy moment where like 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 he, he not only does he put the posters in in a school of all things. How is that allowed in a school like those posters? How is the how are those allowed in there? But but, but you, yeah, no, yeah, no, you 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 missed the step. He gives them to the cheerleader girl and her best friend on the side yeah, of the road. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I was going to get to. They had yeah. small boobs. Then they put it on Napoleon's locker because they knew that, that was Napoleon's uncle Rico. Oh, so he that's didn't put him in the was. school. They did because they're yeah. preppy bitches. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. He, there's, yeah. yeah, like you said, there's this creepy moment where he like pulls up next to these like teenage girls in this van. Like, like you see oh, that yeah. and immediately it's like, yep. Like bad, bad news, bad news. Alert, alert, alert. Get away from hey, this you guy. See, <laughs> you see the one girl, she like grabs her shirt and like closes it up as they're walking away. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. Stranger yeah. danger, stranger danger. Yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what that yeah. is, right? And like, yeah. And he's suggesting that even they might be interested in it too. It's just, oh my god, that was creepy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like yep. it's like, and there, yeah. There's about a to be few other things about Uncle Rico though. Like, like when he hands the bowl to the dude and the dude's trying to tear it and he can't, so he gives it back and the woman's like so ashamed of him. Like, if yeah. you try tearing Tupperware, this shit's not easy. 
And then you got Kip running it over with the van. He's like, ah, damn it. Okay, so he, and he just pulls yeah. off. He didn't even like stay. He just around. drives away. Just right? That's one of my away. favorite scenes. <laughs> right? He goes, like, oh, and he just drives away. <laughs> yeah, dude. I. <sighs> ridiculous but the 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 icing on the cake uh for uncle my hatred for uncle rico is the fact that he he goes so far as to sabotage napoleon like he he hates napoleon dynamite so much that he is willing to sabotage his relationship with dev like that is a low blow yeah like (laughs) talk about like a like he didn't he didn't sabotage the relationship with Deb. He's trying to sell his product. He's a grifter. He's trying to sell whatever he, snake right. oil he has to whatever audience he and he sees a young woman who is clearly insecure about her appearance and well but hold on but to, that doesn't but that's not add but that doesn't no, 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 no. Oh, but hold on yeah because uh because the uh she Deb actually takes pictures for like they already know each other. Like that's already been established yeah. that they know each so, other. So hold on, hold on, hold on. He he definitely is sabotaging the relationship because he says he says Napoleon said that I should give this to you. Right. True. True. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. So yeah, that is just yeah. That was kind of the worst moment. I'm just like like you are you are fucking you are a goddamn scumbag. But thankfully, Napoleon's got some sweet dance moves to win her back. So, I mean, it worked out. I mean, fuck Uncle Rico. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Pretty Uh, much. Also, he's got a hell of an elbow because when Uncle Rico tackles him on the ground, got him in a headlock, he, uh, Napoleon elbows him in the, in the stomach once. Mm -hmm. And like, he, like Rico's flattened out. He can't do nothing. He's just like, it's like the perfect liver shot from a rear naked elbow or something, you know? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. that gives that gives Napoleon a chance to to run to the fence and jump over the fence and fall off the fence. Yeah, <laughs> right. Fall, like fall. He fell from like eight feet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You to can hurt. hear it too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, I don't know I don't know how much of that was, was ad lib and how much was like scripted, but man, that looked like it hurts oh i i get i have to imagine that that part was was not in the script that was probably in that probably actually did hurt when when they did that oh my gosh <laughs> uh one, one more thing i want this is the thing that i found this time because every time i watch mm-hmm. this movie i see something that i didn't see before yeah yeah and the thing that i noticed this time when napoleon and pedro go and deliver the cake mm. oh oh the uh, i i will build her a cake yes Mm-hmm. They deliver the cake, they ring the doorbell, and then they jog off. And then it shows them on the bike riding away. One, this is the obvious part. There's nothing on the road. They're going to see who left the cake. Right. Mm-hmm. The part that I didn't notice until this watching, did you see how far her house is from the fucking road? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like 50 yards away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That dude like, fucking ran like a, a five. It, uh, it took like, him. That dude. <laughs> it it took him like like thirty minutes to answer this fucking doorbell, man. Because <laughs> there's nothing else on the street, so it took him yeah, or, forever to or, run to the bike and get to the road, and then just to yeah, ride down Pedro, the road to be out of sight. Or Pedro is is uh, Forrest Gump, like yeah, right, hauled fucking balls down that driveway that which by the way that driveway is very similar to my current driveway like my oh, wow, I have a really long ass driveway right now right yeah right that's can insane you, but, but can you throw a football <laughs> over the mountains 
from here absolutely not no <laughs> oh yeah no that's not happening no <laughs> but like you know i can see the mountains but yeah. yeah but but frankly i mean at this point it's no wonder that napoleon hates his uncle's guts so much and and literally at one point calls him the R word, which by the way, if that's the only thing that doesn't age well about this movie, then that's pretty good to be honest. <laughs> like if that's the worst that yeah. that's coming out of this movie, like we're doing great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a whole South park episode about the R word and the, the it's explained through the, the point of view of, of a handicapped character saying mm. that it's it is okay to say the word you should i'm not going to do it justice so i'm not even going to try to explain it but you should yeah. look up that south pork that south park episode right on um, it, so, it, south it pork is think, uh is not shit. on hulu <laughs> south pork yeah that's a um yeah that that's a uh that's the um the sequel to dallas uh that that most people have not seen yeah mm-hmm. uh, uh, yep but south uh pork yeah, but thankfully, uh, thankfully, Uncle Rico though does he gets put into his place by that self defense Hulk Hogan looking coach from earlier with the American flag pants that he's wearing, and like I love how that class appears to have nothing to do with the story, but it's a very slow burn because it's like you're like <laughs> you go through the movie and there's probably about forty minutes of content, and then all of a sudden they call back to this joke from like. 40 minutes ago <laughs> it's like yep, that is yeah. a, that was a slow burner of a joke <clears throat> no i i liked that um mm-hmm. and it was and a foley fight i love foley fights mm. what now a foley fight where you only know what's going oh, on oh, with the fight because of the foley artist the, making the, the noises the you don't actually see yep. any of oh, the, right. of the acting. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and then and then later you see you see the aftermath. You see Rico with a he's got his arm in a sling and a broken nose, and, and yep, yep, yeah, yeah. I do, I do yeah, want to briefly Quando. Yeah, yeah, I do want to briefly Rex-Kwando. talk about the grandmother. By the way, too, because because uh, she is like the most badass grandma like ever, but also like she's kind of neglecting being Napoleon's guardian a little bit. Like it reminded me of Spencer from iCarly almost <laughs> like it had the same uh, vibe. On the other hand, Kip is 36 years old, right? Yeah, that's, that's true. Like he's a grown dude. Yeah. So Kip could be yeah. Napoleon's guardian too, I suppose. Well, and Napoleon's yeah. like what? 17 or something. It's not like he's fucking like, yeah. eight years old or something. Right. right. Even though, even though well, Rico said, go, "Go get some pampers for you and your brother." <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. since we're talking about grandma, she went on a date in the sand dunes, right, with her mm-hmm. boyfriend, but right? she was out there with all chicks. Yeah, there were four, four badass four, women out there on four that dune. older women <laughs> rocking it out on some damn sand dunes. So if she was out there on a date, that means grandma's got a little bit of an alternate lifestyle going on. Yeah, perhaps which, hey, in more ways. Hey. Yeah, perhaps one of the in first things that Rico said was one of the first things that Rico says to Napoleon is there's a lot you don't know about your grandma. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and <laughs> yep. apparently that apparently that's another one, too, <laughs> that the movie yep. never di- directly mentions. But I guess you can glean from the from the minor details, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yep. we'll wrap it up by talking about the, the class elections and then the school dance Uh for one, the fact that they're I love how they're putting posters for Pedro for Pedro all over the place, including oh, for Pedro. It, it, 
yeah, sorry. I can't, I can't say, I can't say words. Don't, 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 don't flame me guys. But <laughs> that, uh, Words are that, hard. Yeah. Words that are is hard. a, that is a great quality in podcasters is not being able to yeah. express yourself using a proper vernacular. Yeah. 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 So yeah. But, but there's posters being posted all over for him, including on the urinals. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, so cause, because there's the, uh, the, 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 the chicks posters are everywhere. So they just posted over her posters mm-hmm. and then they had to find real estate that hadn't been tackled. And well, the urinals <laughs> is a great place for it. <laughs> Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. what do you what are you looking at when you're in the bathroom? You're just trying to aim right, right? So if you can get some some line of sight going on, you know, and mm-hmm. if you don't yeah. like the guy, then he's still giving you what you want because now you get to piss on his poster. <laughs> like it's win win. It's a win win. Yeah. Win win. Pa- Pedro Pedro's a, a people pleaser. And the A team theme was playing during that. Right. Scene. So I, I forgot about that too. Yeah, the A team theme was playing. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yep. Yeah, but my dad, my dad's a big uh, A Team uh, watcher too. He so would your dad watch this movie? Honestly, I feel like he would. I feel like he would because there was there like because there's no I, cursing, there's no sexual in the windows think or anything. You should watch this movie with your dad. Yep. Yes, agree and, and report I back. Speak. So, so sometime between now and when this episode publishes, you need to watch this movie with your dad and then have a little addendum at the end after the credits about yes. like just a just like a, a a 30 second snippet of a conversation between you and your dad okay no that that actually I sounds agree, like a good except idea I, except i say three minutes not 30 seconds okay but well otherwise I agree, uh, we're yeah. talking we're talking about willie here we say 30 seconds he'll come out with three minutes so. <laughs> yeah actually it'll probably right. be it'll actually uh, probably be five but yeah like the, like this <laughs> yeah. one hour podcast it's currently going about 15 minutes overtime <laughs> yeah true uh well we also started like, but fault. anyway it's all, yeah it's, it's kids fault. fault yeah but uh, but I love how that bully character, by the way, is being um, is be- like that or that bully character is picking on this one kid towards the middle of the movie. Right. It's it's a different kid than Napoleon. Right. Because he has his focus yeah. on Napoleon for a little bit and then focus on this one kid. And I love how as soon as the school bell rang, he just immediately stops what he's doing and just heads straight for class because it's like, oh, the bell rang. But in my mind, I'm like. That's not realistic at all because they normally continue to beat your ass until they were satisfied with the result. Like fuck the bell at that point, you know. Mm. Mm. I mean, depends on the bully. That's a right, fair enough. You had a different brand of bully than we did. Okay, gotcha. That's that's our that's, bullies. Our bullies were mostly the jocks, and the jocks yeah. mm-hmm. had to um, also like be academically qualified to fucking play sports and all that other shit and that included discipline issues and so forth so mm-hmm. yeah they didn't want to be late to class they don't yeah. want truancy or yeah they were punctual assholes is what they were right well but, but i loved <laughs> yeah. that i yeah. but i loved later on when uh when he when he's like getting harassed he's about to bike out and then pedro's brothers in that car like just roll up on him and just give him like the whole like they're just shaking their head oh, yeah. like like you yeah, better not because napoleon yeah. napoleon promised that uh vote for pedro and and you will have his protection yeah, he said he says pedro yeah. offers you his protection mm-hmm. yep mm-hmm. and it's a, it, yeah. by the way that bully that's that's tater tot dude yeah it's the same guy that's tot, yep. that's tot smasher mm-hmm. give me some of your tots <laughs> yeah tot smasher i love that <laughs> yep. yep tot uh, smasher uh doesn't want to mess with no chicos yeah yeah absolutely 
but uh but it's amazing <laughs> but it's amazing by the way speaking of um speaking of pedro that he has this piñata that they smash that it, <laughs> it resembles summer right <laughs> and so i love good. And I love how like uh, like the school doesn't seem to understand that it's a that it's like in Mexico like that's like where he's from like that's a that's a good thing to make piñatas of each other and like you know and to smash them like that's a good thing <laughs> no, right Bib is his political rival like I mean right he's he's mimicking Mexican politics where like yes you make an effigy of your your political enemy and you either set it on fire or you make a piñata and break that shit. Mm-hmm. Like and this is high school though, like yeah. in and, America but, even. Like you don't. And wanna, who was it? Who not. was it that was swinging the stick and beating the crap out of Summer's piñata? Uh, I don't remember. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember actually. Tot Smasher. Oh, of course was it, it is. Tot Smasher. Of course it is. <laughs> oh, that's the that's the only way he's gonna be smashing Summer. Remember? Right? <laughs> uh, you don't need to smash burr, Summer. Burr, 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 burr. You can smash Tots. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> i love how uh, i love how his only punishment for that by the way is he just has to take down all his posters <laughs> yeah, uh, right oh how about that principal that principal mm-hmm. is like a creepy fucking bastard especially no, at sure. the uh at, at the the presentation where the the hands of joy club or whatever yeah is up there and they're doing their little thing <sighs> and he's like yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh my god. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's subtle, like but it's definitely there. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and and so speaking of the the class president thing, they get to the presentations, and which apparently involve dancing for some reason. Like you have to have a dance number after your presentation. Skit. You gotta. Yeah. Have, yeah you gotta have a skit, right? Like, what yep. is the point? Like, why? Like, since when was a skit required to be class what? president? <laughs> Well, well, Pedro didn't know either. So yeah, and I wonder if it's one of those things that the that the pep, that that like Summer had put in so that she could do that. You know, the functionality of a skit is to show um, humility in front of the student body you're trying to represent. Mm-hmm. So you have to go up there and you have to do something to entertain them. It's a it's a it's a show of humility. It's a show of look, look. I'm, I'm putting myself in the line by showing something that I think you guys are going to like, and it, you know, it's a it's a mutual respect thing. Hey, I want your vote, but I'm willing to give you a little bit of, of me in the process. So I get it. I understand it. Mm-hmm. I thought their little hands of rainbows or whatever was fucking stupid. <laughs> mm-hmm. Both times it happened, it was yeah. completely. It was just. It was like the, that was my least favorite part of the entire That's movie. The same- that's the same club that Napoleon was mm-hmm. in in the beginning when he was doing like the, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it yeah. was right, yeah. When 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 his hands were stroking each other and getting laughed at by the jock, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. yeah. I mean, but Summer's he de- boyfriend, yeah, yeah, but he definitely, uh, he definitely has got some. Uh, he's improved in his dance uh, moves though, because because he, he had that dance video that he picked up at that you know thrift store or dollar store, store or yeah. whatever looking place, right? It was, it was like. Yep. It was like D Wayne's. Yeah. It was something stupid. It was like so stereotypical, like, like bullshit. It had yeah, like, like D then the dash Wayne's and the Wayne's was still spelled funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
It, it, yeah. yeah, it was like a yeah. jazzercise thing or something. D yeah. Wayne's dance grooves. Yeah, right. By there the way, go. I love there how he go. I love how Napoleon is cooling himself off with what is clearly Gatorade, but they don't have the budget to pay Gatorade for the product placement. So they just <laughs> yeah, rip the right. cover off of the uh, Gatorade bottle, but we all know it's Gatorade, right? He was also well, doing I that love thing how where... he just like spilled it all over himself. Yeah. He, the way he was drinking from the bottle, it's one of the things that when I see this in real life, I just want to punch the person right in the mouth while they're drinking. They're, they basically they come up and they're and then they come back down and like you know half of what was in their mouth washed back into the bottle mm-hmm. and you know they're gonna leave that somewhere where I have to move it or adjust it or push it out of my way or throw it away later and there's gonna be floaties all up in that damn drink like it just it makes me want to punch them right in the bottle while they're drinking mm-hmm. yeah it's absolutely so disgusting. <laughs> so but yeah the fact that he spilled it all over himself and didn't even care yeah that was funny. Yeah right, yeah, right in front of uh, uh, oh, La Fonda, La Fonda, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's yep. yeah. It, well, and also, did you notice too that she was kind of like she she was trying to start something up a little too, like she was kind of giving a little wink, wink, nod, nod to him a little bit, you know, like it it definitely felt like it a little bit, you know. She's got a thing for skinny, nerdy white dudes. Like, <laughs> Apparently, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not here to kink shame, man. Like you live your fair. Life. But hey, also, but also hey, that that's, becomes that's like, how I live my life. But but like, also, uh, but but the problem is it becomes an Eskimo to white be, dudes. Well, yeah, but here's <laughs> yes. the problem is that it becomes like an Eskimo brother situation, though, if 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 she follows through on it, you know, <laughs> I I don't I I fail to see the part where that's a problem, dude. All right. <laughs> All right fair enough. <laughs> I, I have many Eskimo brethren out there and I, I don't have ill feelings about any of them. So fair enough. Fair it's, enough. <laughs> just one oh, more thing to have in common at the bar yeah okay fair enough <laughs> but uh those dance moves uh those dance move uh those dances could have helped uh napoleon when he was at the high school dance i i gotta tell you like that high school dance uh, yeah that was sadly too familiar to me where like i'd i'd be not would either my date would would um stood me up or i'd be alone and i'd be waiting around on the dance floor f- during a slow yeah. dance song you know, the high school dance was a really important scene because it sets up a redemption arc for the movie, you know, just okay. thinking cinematically. So he's got this moment where he doesn't know what to do. He's unfamiliar with the customs, the courtesies, the temperament of the people there. And then later on, at a moment where he thinks, you know, his friendship with Pedro is kind of tenuous because P- Pedro's like backing out on everything and kind of closing in. Uh, the, the girl that he might like now thinks he's a total creep because of his uncle Rico. Mm -hmm. And yet he's going to go out there and do something that they've already established. He's completely unfamiliar with and uncomfortable with, Mm -hmm. but he takes two hours of a video that he got at the thrift store and turns that into a hail Mary of I'm putting myself out there. Yeah, you know it, it's an it's a nice tidy little two scene. Well, I guess probably three or four scene redemption arc that pays off with the crowd absolutely loving it. Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah. To be fair, it worked. <laughs> so, yeah, man. But yep. uh, but I couldn't help but feel bad for uh, for Napoleon there, and, and it's like. It, it got to the point where like he like basically like someone would feel bad for me and they volunteered like that, that I could dance with their date for one song. Like that was very much like 
that was very much all of my high school dance experiences. And I was like, I was just like, yep, nope, that would be, that would be me. <laughs> I was the definition of the wallflower. Mm. Kent was too. It would be me and Kent and like three yeah. of our buddies wallflowering yeah. the entire time until Once, Metallica yep. came on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just their headbang. Yep, head yep, bang, yep. Yeah, and just back down. Yep. Yeah, because that was our um, moment. Every that was the only song we were get. Every once in a while, a, like a female pal or whatever would say, like, eh, I don't know, you want to dance? Yeah. Right. Yeah, to, to, yeah, to, to, the, to their credit, <laughs> to their credit, I did, I know of one or two um, um, female acquaintances of mine that would, like, that would actually go out of their way to dance with me. And I always, um, I've mentioned this in a previous episode, but I always appreciated them for that because, um, had it not been for them, I probably would have just been, yeah, like you said, like a wallflower the whole night. And so, yeah, I always appreciated yeah. that from them. Like, yeah, those are the real ones, sure. you know. And then yeah. you jerk and, off about it later. <laughs> and, I mean, and for whatever reason, we loved going to the stupid high school dances. Yeah, well, because um, because maybe because maybe this time. Maybe yeah, because yeah, maybe this right. time I'll be able to uh, take her home, or maybe this time I'll be able to take uh, her. No, you don't. You're not taking her home. You live with your mom and pop. Like, well, true, right? Yeah. yeah. Thing yeah. is, the thing is, though, like, yeah, we actually did have teachers <laughs> who would be watching for people trying to sneak out. <laughs> so. We did too, but there's the same teachers that would smoke with this in the bathrooms so it wasn't mm. like a big thing like it was yeah to be fair our our our, <laughs> our school dances very much were like like grind sessions like it very much like it felt like i was like this is so wrong and a teacher's probably gonna um break this up but they never did <laughs> you know so it's just like okay whatever sure <laughs> i look kids will find a way i went to many a mormon dance with a particular girl that i was dating in high school and mm-hmm. there was no lack of supervision or of handsiness going on mm. Like kids will find a way. That's all I'm going to say about nor, that. Nor was there a lack of precom. <laughs> <laughs> yep, probably from, from several several participants. I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all right. Uh, we there. There's so much. There's so now, many more things John, we could talk. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, John Heater's dance. That was all ad-libbed right like that wasn't choreographed that was just him going up and doing oh, it several it? times and they just kind of cut uh, the their favorites that- of the scenes i believe it was it was not choreographed it was all on him i mean if it was that's e- that makes it even more impressive <laughs> yeah for for real that is crazy um it's a great dance but yeah there's so many more things that we could talk about there's there's plenty of stuff we didn't even get a chance to touch on but uh uh, that's what's crazy about this movie is there's so many different angles that you could take with this. But it's uh, a food, Tina. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. But uh, that, that's why I said you have to watch this more than once because you're gonna catch more and more things every time you watch it. Like, oh I, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I've seen it more than 15 times and I caught something new tonight. Like some just a small detail that I didn't notice that added to the scene in which it occurred. You know, it's just, yeah. There's there's so many small things in this movie. It's just it's fucking delightful this movie is just wholesome good fun at a very deliberate pace yeah so with that in mind let's give our final ratings of this movie starting with you amos what's your rating Mm mm-hmm 
I could have I could have guessed that. Thumbs up from you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for the audio listeners, one thumbs up. I only give thumbs up or thumbs down, and it's only one thumb, and I give this one a thumbs up. Yep, fair enough. Kent, what about you? Yeah, I don't know. I've seen this movie like, yeah, 15, 20 times, probably at least. Um, and I don't Still undecided? Yeah. No, I, I mean, come on, man. The only reason I keep <laughs> going back to it, thumbs up for sure. This movie is <laughs> wonderful. It's fantastic. I love this and, movie. And now to you, Willie. Me and Kent hyped this movie up for a year before <laughs> mm-hmm. you finally went you to really watch did. it. You really did. I don't even want you to rate the movie. I want you to rate the whether or not Kent and I hyped it up too much or not enough. So not enough mm. would be a thumbs up and too much would be a thumbs down. How would you rate oh. our hype for this movie? Oh, okay. Wait, so thumbs up is you hyped it up enough. Is, thumbs is, down is you hyped it up too much. Thumbs down is we hyped it up too much and it didn't it didn't meet expectations. It didn't live up. Thumbs, right. yeah, okay. thumbs up is it exceeded expectations even with us hyping it up. Okay. I think I'm going to still give it a thumbs up. Thumbs up. Yeah. I will add an, um, uh, an, an amendment to that and I will say... Um, it, it, it was it was about uh like you hyped it just right i think i don't think you uh i don't think it was too much i don't think it was too little it was it was just right ah so, we did the goldilocks we did it you really it did was, you did really it. did nice nice <laughs> you really did it, it took two of us but we got that porridge just right <laughs> absolutely but uh oh man this was such a fun conversation uh amos and kent thank you to you both for uh joining me for this episode uh if you thank if, you thank you for hosting rmp episode 290 <laughs> absolutely man yeah i uh, uh, tell the folks uh where they can find you uh i'll start dcstreamathon.org mm. yeah dcstreamathon.org that's uh that's the only place you need to know about right now as long as this comes out before the end of the year willie Willie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh it will oh it will and and, and if it doesn't he's been, if it, he's been kicking them out Oh yeah, no, if it I can doesn't guarantee come you. out before the end of the year, then uh, you can find me at anthonylemos.com. A n t h o n y l e m o s dot com. That's where I do all my stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, and Kent, your uh, your rm underscore del noche on Twitter. Although you you haven't really been active, uh, presumably. As much. <laughs> if I if I still have that account, I'm, well, yeah, I'm, pre- I'm and also assuming. presumably if uh, if no one has taken it and done the blue check verification, <laughs> which yeah, that's a whole yeah, other yeah. thing so, <laughs> entirely. Um, yeah, I've I've kind of I've kind of been a um, a social media refugee for like I don't know a year and a half, two years at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just richelmisery and dcstreamathon.org for for all of our stuff. Absolutely, man. Yeah. And hopefully they'll bring the podcast back one day. <laughs> I literally, by the yeah. way, I think your last episode, I'm not even kidding, was about our Austin trip that all three of us and many others took. I think. I think that's the last episode uh, on the feed. Might it be, is. Uh, the only thing that's been recorded since then was one with Crunchy that I just haven't gotten. Oh, to right. Yet, that's right. So. Uh, that yes. episode still hasn't oh, come and out. And wow. That- and there's more. To, there's more to come. There's more to come. Stay tuned. All right. Rachel all right. Com. All Rachel right. Misery yeah. is not dead. It's 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 a. Uh, we're on a an alternate release schedule at mm-hmm. this point. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I never said it was dead though. <laughs> uh, if you, if you do want to hear more about more from either of us in the podcast forum for something recent and relevant, cruise on over to fulcrumfeed.com. 
Mm. And uh, I just recorded an episode with Jenny Josephson about Andor, and Kent is scheduled to record an episode with Jenny Josephson about oh. the the Jedi something it, or other. Tales, Tales right of the Jedi. Tales, Tales of the, the Jedi, Jedi coming out yep. next week. Yep. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, Amos, yeah, put that so, link in the show notes so I can put it in the uh, show notes. Yeah, so. fulcrumfeed.com. Yeah, that'll be uh, that's that's kind of me and Jenny's little playground where uh, we're just throwing stuff out there because, well, right we both on. have things to say. So, yeah, absolutely, yeah. man. Yeah. All right. But well, if you want to join uh, the watch party that I do for each of the movies that I cover here on this show, you can do so by joining the discord discord.cinemavention.com. But if you can't make it to the watch party, don't worry. We have it available exclusively to everyone who supports over at patreon.com slash W Scott is one. Thank you so much to everyone who supports the show. Really appreciate it. Uh, don't forget that I'm live twice a week over at twitch.tv slash is one Send in your feedback about this movie, folks. Email at cinemavention.com. That is the email address to send in your feedback. And hey, between you, me, and the, and the four walls that, that you're in right now, if you send in an email, there's a good chance I'm going to read it because I don't get a whole lot of emails. So email at cinemavention.com. And all the previous movies we've covered on this show are over at cinemavention.com. Thank you to Kevin McLeod for the intro and outro music for this show. You can find him over at incompetech.com. And we'll be back next week. Until then, we'll see you next time. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. (laughs)